Welcome back to the Everybody Soccer Podcast. We have a special episode today with Nashville SC and Creighton alum Connor Sparrow alongside St. Louis Gallagher goalkeeper coach Tim Kelly. Tim has known Connor for over a decade now, being instrumental to his development. We had Tim on the podcast a little bit ago, but we're bringing him back here with Connor. So we're going to flip the pages back to hear about the two discuss their time together and how Tim approached Connor as a young goalkeeper. There's a lot of talk these days on goalkeeper and player development, and here's one of the few occasions where a goalkeeper coach has been on the bulk of that journey with a player, so there are a lot of points in here that you won't stumble on when a goalkeeper is getting a new coach every couple of years. I'm getting out of the way. Here's Tim Kelly and Connor Sparrow. Is it, is it Matt Pickens that you, that's also in Nashville? Is that who else is out there? Yeah, yeah. So he's a... Uh... He's a player coach, and so oh, like okay. he, he runs our goalie sessions, and then he also trains with us as well and, and plays in games. Okay, okay. What's it like having a player coach for your coach? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't, I don't mind it at all, actually. Um, and Matt, Matt goes about it in a really, a really professional way. Um, I mean, yeah, so he'll run the sessions. Like it's very, it's very um, unstressful. If that's a real word, um, yeah. Because like you know you don't you don't have that that mentality of, of having a coach kind of watching over your shoulder and, and magnify putting you under a magnifying glass you know what I mean he's he's doing that, all the drills with us um, and he's very he's very good about it he he always goes last uh, in the rotation just so he can can kind of watch us do the drills first uh, give us pointers if he needs to if he sees fit um, and then he kind of goes at the end um, so. Yeah, I, I think he's doing a great job with it, and, and it's very relaxing. Like it's just a, from a player standpoint of not having that coach always always in the corner. Um, you know, at a young age, when, when Tim was kind of kind of Hawkeye and you, know, it was, was kind of nerve wracking at points. Yeah, who? Yeah. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some other Tim. Some other Tim. I'm just better. Yeah, is uh, what is it? Kind of a. I, I'm trying to think of a. That training environment, I guess it's a little bit more collaborative whenever you've got kind of a player coach running things. Yeah, yeah, definitely is. Um, and Matt, like, he'll, he'll be the first one to tell you he's like an old school type of keeper, the, an old school mold of a goalkeeper. Um, but it's great. He's, uh, he, he's very, very in tune with like all the modern aspects of goalkeeping. And he does a very good job of training that. He's not. He's not arrogant in the way that we're like it's his way or the highway. He understands that like everyone's different and everyone has has their own pros and cons, and, and he works on training the uh, the strengths of, of each goalie that he has, uh, which has been very uh, it's, it's been very good. You know what I mean? Uh, he kind of he sees what I'm good at, and he, he wants to maximize those those strengths. Um, and also, like it's been cool to watch him too, like kind of kind of transition from. From uh, I guess from an old old mold of goalkeeping to the to the new mold where, like he'll he'll be in, in training and, and he'll try to play he'll play balls that that he normally wouldn't from, from what I've heard on some guys on the team last year. Yeah, um, you can kind of see him transitioning and, and adapting to to what's going on nowadays with the modern game, and, and it's very cool to see. Yeah, Tim, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but when I hear something about like a goalkeeper being old. Like Pickens is like thirty six, and I'm thirty, and I'm, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly catching up to those old goalkeepers. And I guess at some point I'll pass them, but I kind of always hate hearing that of, oh, they're old. I'm like, okay, well, I'm getting closer on that myself. Yeah, I'm forty one. 
I yeah. still have the best feet. I still have the best feet in the club, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, good, good. <laughs> well, Tim, uh, t- tell us uh, <laughs> real quick, like wh- who you are and who also is on the phone here, and I guess specifically what connection y'all have. Um, give us a, a, a quick primer on on the two people we have online here. Yeah. So my name is Tim Kelly. I'm the director of goalkeepers at Scott Gallagher um, and head of goalkeeping for St. Louis FC Academy. Um, and uh, we've got Connor Sparrow, um, who currently plays for Nashville, was drafted by Real Salt Lake, went to Creighton University, um, and a player I coach since. How old were you, Connor? 11 or 12 or 10 or something? Yeah, probably like 10. 10, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Okay, okay. Connor, do you have any sort of first interaction or memory you have with Tim? I mean, you, you spend so much time with him. I'm not sure if there's one standout moment you have. Um, I just remember we were training at this, uh, honestly, to, to be completely honest, it was a prison yard. We were training at this old, <laughs> old yeah. jail. We called it, we called it the rock. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I just remember training, training with him out there. And I think my first time, uh, like my dad brought me out, introduced me to Tim and then kind of went from there. Um, Okay. Yeah, I just remember like it was it was intense from the first day to be to be honest, uh, and it kind of got me like just from 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 the off. It was I knew it was all business like when I was training with Tim. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, last time I talked to Tim, he mentioned something about a growth spurt that you had, and I I could be misremembering this, but he had said something about you going from about five ten to six two within about a, a year or two. Is that around your senior year is that correct yeah um actually like so like my high school my time in high school was like i I don't know i'm pretty sure i hit puberty like my freshman year in high school um like going into freshman year i was five foot tall five feet tall and like a hundred pounds um (laughs) so i was i was tiny i was tiny uh even to the point where like my my freshman soccer coach at at diani the school i attended um, like he came up to me like the first week of training and he was like, he was kind of worried. He was worried. He was concerned that I was too short to play, you know? Yeah. Um, and he asked me, he was like, how, how do you feel like coming out for crosses? He was like, that's like the teams will play. Like they, they serve a lot of crosses. And I was like, Oh, you know, it's like, I'm comfortable with that. Like I've, I've trained like crosses a, a lot. And, and in my opinion, it's all about timing as opposed to, to height and things like that. Sure. Yeah. Were you aware? Uh, um, but yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. But yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Like, it was it was interesting, like, growing that much. Like, I, I honestly didn't even realize it at the time. Um, I just kind of looked back, and and then I, I was, like, six, six feet tall, you know, um, <laughs> like, over four years. It was, it was kind of amazing. Yeah. Uh, my dad will tell you that it was it was him working the rosary beads. Yeah, but, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but I don't even, I don't even know what to attribute it to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. I, I and I and I know for the in the club perspective, you know, the the one thing I, you know, that that I had to do was we kept him on the on the second team. How old were you till probably your junior year? Was that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, one of the one of the, we we knew. We knew he was he was he was good, but we wanted to make sure that you know because once you go up to the top team, there's nowhere else to go. Um, and, and he was by himself on the second team, doing well. So we just kept him there for probably an extra year that we had to. But I think it was the right decision, and 
you know, and, and, and so, it, it, yeah, it, it worked out. And his height would never really, you know, it's usually a, an issue, I think, for any player. Um, you know, so they're usually, you know, maybe sophomores. Um, and, then, and then reality is, is they're usually athletic enough, you know, and, and big enough to, to make up for any kind of length they don't have. And I think for Connor, that was the biggest thing for him was he was super athletic and a bit of a nut job, um, <laughs> which is, which is a good thing. He's very, he was very, uh, very intense and very aggressive. Um, so, you know, it wasn't like we had a passive, you know, a, a smaller goalie who was also passive. And if it was, if it wasn't for that, for him being so intense and, you know, maybe his process would have been a little bit different, but yeah. he was very intense and very athletic. And, and so that, I think that just helped his, he probably had a little chip on his shoulder too, I'm sure. <laughs> Somewhere along smaller, the way picked that so. up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you break down a little bit more, Tim, as far as that uh, athleticism and intense? Because I feel feel like that's used a lot, and for some people it means certain things, and for some people it means something else. So, what about Connor uh, had that athleticism or intensity part of his game? Yeah. So you know, I mean, I, I, I don't. Connor, how old were you? Did you were you training with older kids when you were young? Do you remember? I mean, I can't remember. There's so many memories i have but that's not one of them do you remember yeah. who you trained yeah. with yeah yeah i remember training with uh i remember hopping in like when i was around like 12 13 years old i was always training with the like the 15 and 16 year old um so like i was jumping in with like tomas mud pace okay um and like i think sophomore was around still yeah um, yep. but yeah i mean i don't know like that was kind of a product of my my dad not being able to pick me up after my team training and I would just like kind of loiter around the field and, <laughs> and kind of bug you and ask if I could hop in yeah um, yeah which which really went a long way yeah and I, and I think to that is I think you know with with Connor it wasn't it was almost you know as ironically I was talking about this last night to a new goalie coach that I hired and you know and, and we were working on 1v1s uh, but I was talking about being aggressive and, you know, Connor was extremely aggressive to a borderline like chaotic sometimes when he made decisions, um, you know, and uh, again, when he's 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, but I'd rather see that than trying to get somebody who right. you have to get that aggression out of like myself. Like I didn't get my aggressiveness probably till I was 18, 19 years old. And it always comes out. It's just, some, it's more a matter of when, yeah, and it could be because of maturity, confidence, large part usually because of confidence. Um, I think with Connor being so aggressive um, and just an aggressive goalie, you know, you could look at a lot of different aspects. Usually, you know, now 1v1s are, are a big part of the game, but let's just stick with crosses. Uh, now it's, it's, it's a matter of just peeling it back and teaching crosses versus trying to get somebody because you're usually diving into more of their personality. And, and who they are and, and building their confidence up, which takes a lot, you know, potentially it could take years to, to, to you know, battle um, to get somebody to be more confident where, you know, with that aggressiveness, that intensity, um, you know, they, it's, it's, it's already there. So you're now you're just dialing it back. Um, with Connor, it was probably the, not the aggressiveness uh, was ever an issue. It's probably his intensity. Um, he just always wanted to make every say, I mean, it was, you know, I mean, it was just like, 
a few choice words when he was like 14 years old. And I was like, Whoa, wait a minute. You know, like, <laughs> and, and I, I didn't want, I didn't want him to lose it. So I let him just keep on doing it. And then eventually, you know, you had to figure out the fine line of giving him that intensity and then also not, not letting it distract him from the next play or the game itself or the training session. And, and so he got through a stage that I, I might be just throwing these, these ages out but i want to feel like it was like probably 15 to 17 or 14 to 16 was when i really started to like say hey stop you know you need to stop doing this i think did i make you do push-ups or did i do anything with you i feel like i did i can't remember but i feel like i used to not punish you for being <laughs> uh intense but you know try to just remind you that to move on quickly but maybe maybe i didn't yeah i think uh it was probably around like 15 when I was still pretty undersized. Like I remember one instance in particular, we were doing this, this drill where we had to like jump up and like slam dunk a, a ball over the crossbar, turn around and then make a save. Like, and you had to do that like 10 times over the crossbar. And, oh like, yeah. I was working with all the older kids and like everyone was doing it and I could barely like get to the crossbar because <laughs> I was so short. And I was like, I can't do it. Like, <laughs> and, then you, and like just getting so flustered and, and frustrated um, because I wasn't able to do it. I was like the only one in the session that was kind of unable to do this, this tiny aspect of a drill. Um, and like Tim made me like go off on the side and do like a whole field blank of lunges or something. Um, <laughs> and, and then like he just told me, he just told me, he was like, never tell yourself you can't do anything. He's like, it's a horrible mentality to have. Um, and, and I don't know, like even like that, that, that lesson stuck with me and that kind of, that's kind of like the, was like kind of my, my chip on my shoulder was like, yeah, like even though you're short, like you still have to have the mentality that you can do everything like uh, a tall goalie could do. You know what I mean? You have to find a, figure out a way to do it. Um, even though it may be unconventional, like you still have to get the job done. Yeah. When you hear Tim talking about uh, you when you were younger, as far as being uh, borderline chaotic and aggressive, uh, how do you look back on your younger self as a goalkeeper? Is that a fair assessment? Is it part of it's like, oh, yeah, it was really good, or is there some sort of uh, you wish you had kind of tweaked some things in hindsight? Um, honestly, no. Um, I wouldn't have changed anything because that's, that's, what, that's what makes me who I was back then, and it's still a part of, like, the goalkeeper I am today. Um, it's just having that intensity and, and, and understanding how serious being a goalkeeper is. Um, that's one thing that I really took to heart was like, I'm kind of the last line of defense. And like, if, if I don't show up and do my job, then, then the team could lose, you know? Yeah. Um, and I kind of took that mentality into, into training every day. And, and yeah, sometimes it boiled over and, and things like that. I'm, I'm a pretty intense person when it comes to, when it comes to soccer. Like I, I, I really honestly just hate conceding goals. Um, and sometimes my, my frustration will show us if that happens too many times in a in a span you know yeah um but but i don't know i wouldn't change it for anything like that it gave me that drive and and the motivation to continue down along the path i was on and to continue uh perfecting my game even though i'm, I'm nowhere near perfect you know uh like even though it may be futile like it's it's just chasing perfection and having that intensity and that drive to, to continue doing what you're doing yeah yeah and one one thing i realized you know, early as a coach, um, and really was self-taught was intensity brings focus. So I never had to worry about Connor 
being focused because he was always intense. And so I never, you know, it just went hand in hand and, you know, and that, that's where, you know, for me, it makes, makes, you know, made my job uh, much easier. Uh, where I'm working with a goalie right now, again, that I'm trying to get more, uh, you know, more confidence and him recognizing his own ability. And that's, that's really hard, <laughs> you know, like, you know, and, and so with Connor, it's just, it's very, it was very easy and he could go manage and with older kids and train with older kids. And, you know, I, I had a group last night that I was working with those sixes and there's, you know, there's two or three kids that remind me a lot of Connor of like how he was real, real little, real slight, um, but real athletic and quick, you know, so yeah. hopefully we have a few more sparrows <laughs> hopefully, in, hopefully. in the nest. Yeah. Pardon the pun. <laughs> Connor, did you like yeah. that? Did you get that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Very, yeah. Oh, that was smooth. Yeah. Probably the first time he's, he's heard a sparrow pun, if I had to guess. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so Tim, obviously and we've talked a little bit this, about this in the past but um as you're talking about connor it's kind of interesting just hearing you uh recount stuff because uh it feels like it's really clear that when you were coaching him there was a very specific mindset of oh i have to coach him this way because he is this goalkeeper and it feels like a lot of times goalkeeper coaches will just have a blanket you know standard regardless of how tall or, or quick or athletic a goalkeeper is um so with that in mind, uh, how do you, how would you describe your the, the coaching player relationship? Obviously, it's a little different now, but more specifically, those first few years, um, how did you go about coaching Connor specifically? Uh, and then Connor, the reverse will be for you as far as like what? How would you describe your relationship? Going back to Tim, let's start, let's start with Tim. How, how did you coach Connor specifically? Well, uh, probably I was a bit chaotic and intense, <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I think when Connor and Connor, you can obviously cut me off at any point, but you know, I, it, you know, it, my memory is fairly good, but I also forget a lot. And, uh, you know, I, a lot of times ex players will remind me of things I used to do. <laughs> um, I would say that when Connor first got me, or if I first ran into Connor, I was probably a better trainer than I was a coach and I knew how to get intensity out i know how to force it through my drills that i set up um and then also i knew what kind of how to you know put them in certain groups uh, around certain people whether around the same age or or, or older um so I, I think with connor i probably was a better trainer than i was a coach and which is a value because i think the player themselves learn a lot about themselves um uh, but then also i think you know i never was worried about um, hype. I never believed that. I saw people have success uh, that either I trained with or that I, I just saw playing pro or whatever that were shorter. So that was something for me that never really calculated in my mind. Um, I think now with all these pro clubs coming out and it's being more defined, I think people might look at, you know, there might be an MLS scene that only wants goalies that are 6'2 or 6'3, you know, and, and I, you know, just like they are in England. Um, I think it's naive, um, you know, and I, I remember interviewing a guy for a job at Gallagher that was from England, and, you know, he was telling me how Liverpool never looked for goalies underneath, like, 6'3 huh. anymore, and I said, well, man, I'd hate to know how many Iker Casillas you guys, you yeah. know, got rid of, meaning <laughs> yeah. 
you know, say young English kids that are 15 or 16 years old. Um, so to go back a little bit is with Connor, I think I was probably more intense and I had really good setup for drills. Um, but I, I really hit more. I hope more on, on getting them to challenge themselves and kind of hit their, their max. And now as I got older, you know, your personality kind of changes and you can look back and say, Oh, oh God, what was I doing there or whatnot? <laughs> yeah. So I still have the intensity, uh, for sure. Uh, but the other part too is Connor. I mean, we probably trained what once or twice a week back then. Is that right? You think? Yeah. Um, like before academy, definitely like once or twice a week, and then yeah, we're now it's when I joined the academy teams, it was, it was every day pretty much. Yeah, so um, yeah, so once you have that contact hours, and then obviously you know with a player, then you're not always going to be intense. You're not always going to be, you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah. So I think I evolved as a coach at that point. So go ahead, Connor. Um, yeah, I mean before like pre academy days, like when I was training with Tim, like like because he said it, I could definitely remember like. You know, like every Tuesday or Thursday or Monday or Wednesday or whatever, whatever the days of the week were. Um, I knew that like when I had goalie training, like it was going to be, you know, it was, it was going to be a tough day. It was going to be intense. It was going to be hard. Like I was going to be leaving like just in bits pretty much. Just very, just very beat up and worn down. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but I don't know. Like that's, that's kind of what, what I needed. You know what I mean? Especially due to my lack of size, I, I guess, like you could say that, but it, it really taught me the, the mentality that I needed to have, um, like showing up every day and knowing I had to put in my work or Tim was going to call me out on it. Um, it really kind of forced me to, to be on, on high alert, like every drill, every, in, a, in, a, in every session, to be, to be honest. Um, and that, that, that kind of brought the most out of me, like, and it kind of raised, like, just the intensity that I that I already had, um, it kind of took that to a new level, and it made me take take everything just very seriously and and focus on everything I could, like on every little aspect, on, on every little detail. Um, that's that's what it brought out of me, and and I think in terms of and that and that helped me because because I was undersized, like I really wanted to focus on my technique more. I, I knew that like if I did things correctly, then I could maximize like what my body could do and what, what I could, what I could become as a goalkeeper. Um, and yeah, and, and I don't know, I'm kind of rambling here, but, but I think that's really what, that was the most important part of the, the foundation that, that Tim, uh, that Tim built in me was just, just the fact to, to never settle and to always get better. There's always something that you can become more proficient at. Um, and just focus on those little details because they're going to, they're going to take you far. Yeah. Well, so whenever I, um, I think back to, I don't know how y'all are like this, but whenever I think back to some old coaches, I still think of them as coach last name or whatever. So they, they've kind of evolved, you know, I'm an adult now. And at the time, obviously it wasn't. And so, um, the relationship takes a pretty big shift, but it's more on my end. It feels like than theirs, you know, they're still older and, you know, they're still coaching. Uh, so Connor, I guess I'm curious on your end. So Tim, Tim doesn't train you, right? You know, you're with your own teams now and you've moved on. Um, you're older now. You've, what were we at? Like 12, 13 years later now. Um, so how, how has the relationship changed on your end? Because now Tim's not screaming at you to, you know, lunge across the field or anything. How has that, has it changed on your end? 
Um, he's definitely become less of a trainer because we only train like a couple times a year, like whenever I'm back in town during the off season, yeah, uh, and things like that. But but he's definitely become uh, a transition more of a, into a mentor role for me. Um, like we still talk regularly on the phone and, and text and stuff like that. Uh, I'd say at least a couple times a week. He's always checking on me, seeing how things are going. Um, and, and it's more of, you know, he's just, he just gives me tactical tips at this point. You know what I mean? Um, and I'll still, he'll still critique goals that I let in and, and things like that. And it's good to have that, that voice in your corner to, to tell you, look, like you can, you can still focus on this and you can still, you can still get better. You know what I mean? Cause because as a pro, sometimes it's, it's easy to think that, you know, I, I'm a professional now, like I'm getting paid to do this, that, you know, like I, I really can't do, there's, there's many things that I, that I can't do wrong anymore, which, which is untrue. Um, and, and Tim's, Tim's done a great job, like within the past couple of years and, and in my professional career of always, always continuing to educate me in the sport and, uh, he does a great job of, of picking up on, on modern trends that goalies are doing over in Europe and and even in MLS and and he he tells me to, to notice those and, and to try training them and to try to try to figure my way uh, with those techniques and those and those mentalities and, and try to and things like that and yeah. so so I'd say he's definitely become more of a mentor yeah. in that regard. Um, it's definitely less hands-on from his end, but but he's always got me thinking about what to do and and what what I could try to do to become better, and especially in terms of of distribution and, and playing above my my 18-yard box and, and kind of being that that sweeper keeper role. Um, I don't think I'd be doing that as much as if it wasn't for him and kind of telling me, look, like you got you got the tools to do this. You're fast. You're quick. You're you're athletic. Like you just need to read the play and. Yeah. And kind of pick up on the cues that that are gonna that are gonna lead to those those types of moments in the games and, and things like that, and uh, and yeah, and, and, it, and it's helped it's helped so much, and and I think that that's something that that kind of defines my game right yeah. now. Tim, Tim, is there anything you were specifically uh, trying to stay away from as Connor essentially became a pro, and now that really, you know, even I guess going into college, you kind of lost him a little bit there. You know, you don't see him as regularly. But as he's become a professional, is there anything you thought, okay, I need to make sure I don't do this as far as interacting with Connor? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, just it, it, just with all the goalies, I think when they move on, you know, whether it's college or pro, they're still young and they're still dealing with the first of things right and and the first time they're not playing the first time they have to deal with adversity first time they're really injured and out you know and i think i think for most players not just connor i think it takes ages really well it takes some weathering um from what happens to them whether if it's playing or being released or not making a trip or you know whatever it is they get used to that and i think a large part of what i try to do is make sure to just you know, being a player myself back in the day, and, and when I went pro when I was 19 or 20 years old, I mean, it was very difficult, and I had nobody to, like, talk to about it, which I really hurt me because I might have been doing things correctly, but I'm just thinking I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think personally a lot of all my decisions, majority of my decisions as a coach or as a trainer 
or I guess as a mentor is always a lot of it is based on, you know, what would I want or what did I not get or how did I go through things myself? And, you know, these guys, they go through things that they're not ready for, um, you know, and, and that's what I try to help them with. Um, as far as the goalkeeper coach, I, I've never, I think Connor would attest to this, like, if I get a player that complains about a goalie coach, I don't usually let them complain about a goalie coach because I think it's immature. And, you know, not you're not going to run into everybody that you like or what you're used to. And a lot of times it's because, you know, hopefully they were getting trained at a high level already. So when they went to somewhere else, it maybe wasn't as high as that. And if, if that's not a bad thing. Um, and they can find value in everybody. Um, so I think, Especially that is a, a lot of times I'm trying to put the cars and that and respect the goalie coach. So, you know, I, I try to make sure not to, if he's, if the goalie coach is doing certain things or not doing certain things, maybe that's what I'm picking up on. But at that point, it's really about the player uh, and just knowing the person very well at that point. Um, and like Connor said about him playing above 18, I mean, that, that's something I, he probably never heard from me when he was 15 or 16. Um, so that's probably a, some credit to my growth as a coach also, you know, um, there's certain things that I didn't think about at a certain age of coaching because I didn't have a mentor, you know, I didn't have anybody telling me, oh, you need to do this or need to do that. I just kind of learned it, yeah. you know, along the way. And then I, you know, and then fortunately now I have a few people that I, I talk to and, but I'm still doing the same thing. Um. Yeah, a lot of decisions I make are, what would I think about that, you know? Yeah. Which is really crazy when I think about some of the drills I made these guys do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll Even though the crossbar one, I'm going to do that tonight, Connor, the one that you brought up. I'll, I'll make a video of that one. It's a classic. But, yeah, so just a real short is, is yeah, I mean, I, I just try to never um, conflict with their current goalie coach because that's his job. Um, and I would hate that as myself if somebody was doing that. So I, I usually let the player, in this case, Connor, guide and, and, and what they want to do. But there are principles that I, I know him very well or another goalie very well, maybe more so than another guy. So I know maybe what I can get out of them or what type of goalkeeper they can be, yeah. you know. So And then you just find the things that maybe aren't they aren't working on. The yeah. large part is identifying what their skill sets are, you know, themselves individually. And then, you know, and like Connor alluded to was the, a lot of positioning stuff, yeah. you know, so, which I think is very important. This, uh, this last club I've been with that uh, when I hopped in, um, about a month or so in, uh, I started getting, and, and the, the, the keepers are pretty young, you know, around 10 or so, uh, these specifically the ones I'm talking about, but they started giving me a lot of compliments in contrast to the last keeper coach, which I thought was really weird. Cause I was thinking, are they just saying this to get on my good side? Like, cause I've never met the, like the previous one, you know, they, you know, uh-huh. coaches can kind of come and go. So it was kind of in my head of like, wait, <laughs> like, you know, why are they saying this? But then it's also like, how much weight can you put behind a 10 year old's compliment as well? You know, like you want to feel good about it. So I was kind of, I felt like in a little similar boat. I was like, well, you know, the, the previous coach, like he, you know, we don't need to talk about him. Like it's, you know, he, he, he probably did what he could, you know, and I, I don't even know what wasn't there. Um, but no, I, that was something I wasn't really expecting to run into as, as far as like bad mouthing previous coaches. I guess I just hadn't thought about it, but yeah, you know. I mean, it, it happens. Um, and, and I think it's just a matter of 
you know, like when I hear it's a matter of are they just using it as a crutch? Are they being serious? Or is it a combination of both? And yeah. Usually it's a combination of both. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you know, many years ago, people were very good at goalie. They didn't have a goalie trainer. Yeah. So why were they good? You know? yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I, but I do think it's something that they're used to now, right? I mean, like I said, when I first started coaching, it was every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. And that was it. Yeah. And so our coach made sure that that hour and a half was worth it. Um, and, and so, you know, kind of go back with Connor, I was only around him once or twice. So guess what my mentality was? I mean, if someone threw up, that was a good day, <laughs> you know, like, you know, and he, Oh, by the, Connor, by the way, I had somebody throw up last week. I'm not proud of it, but just let you know. Uh, <laughs> nice. That's well, I've, thrown up. I've never thrown up uh, training with you. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but again, you know, so now I'm, at, I'm around these guys so, so much now, you know, that I have to cover so many different aspects. Um, sometimes I think it's over, almost information overload, yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah. I think some, I think some coaches can do that where they just give too much too early or, you know, or just they focus on things that they don't need to worry about that certain age or 12 years old or 15 year old. Um, you know, but, but again, when you, when, when a coach, unless they have a really good mentor or they just have a lot of hours on the field and as long as they're, they're, they don't, you know, they're, they're very humble and they, they're willing to grow as a person, as a coach, then obviously the way you coach is going to evolve. And I think yeah. that's what happened with me. Yeah. Well, uh, let, let's move over to the, the USL setup here. Cause Connor, you, you've, you've been with two teams now, um, over a little over three years now, you're in your fourth season. Um, and one thing that you've got going for you is you've got about 30 games under your belt, which, you know, you think back to really even just five, seven years ago would be pretty rare for a goalkeeper of your age. Uh, they end up sitting a long time and there just aren't any spots uh, across the, the country. And so we've got all these teams now you're, you and a, a slew of other goalkeepers are getting more and more experience, but I had talked to Kevin Hartman a couple of months ago and, um, he he was in uh, in general fa- in favor of expansion, but one thing he had kind of thought of uh, and just brought up to me was he was curious if the lack of internal competition would start watering down uh, keepers, and so they, as far as specifically in a team, they wouldn't be competing as much. And so you've been with two teams now. Um, I mean, I, I guess kind of three with Real Salt Lake uh, and Monarchs as well. Um, so you've been in a number of environments. So. Uh, you know, when you, you look at the, the expansion, um, how do you weigh getting more chances to play, but also keeping that uh, competition level high so you're not, you know, you don't just take it for granted? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think a lot of that comes down to uh, the coaches, that the respective coaches' mentality on that. You know what I mean? Obviously, you want to give, you want to give as many people as many opportunities as you can to see to see what you have in your in your locker room, um, and I think that's very important. Like I, I've obviously benefited from the USL, like the expansion of the USL. Um, and, you know, without that, without those those experiences and those games and all the minutes I played, like I I probably wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Um, so I think it, I think it's important to have have opportunity to be able to play and to prove that that you're capable of playing at this level and, and at the professional level um, but I think it, it comes down to to the coaches 
at, at that point uh, in order to keep that that competition and to keep that keep everyone motivated. You know what I mean? To give give people chances every now and then, show them that look, I, I, I trust in you. I, I think you can do the job. Um, and I think that goes that goes a longer way um, in terms of having that internal competition and that internal drive than than playing one keeper throughout the entire year and then and telling everyone else like, look, you got to work harder like to to get to where he's at because I think that at the end of the day, like you sit a glory the whole year, um, that that keeper will start to question things. Like, am I doing things right? Like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. And in a lot of times and and. Personally, like it's happened to me a lot of times. Like you just start thinking, like, look, maybe I'm not good enough. You know what I mean? Like that'll that that doubt starts to creep in. Um, I remember my first year as a pro, like, of like throughout the entire season, I only played two games. One game at the beginning of the year because we were strapped for numbers. Um, and the same same story at the end of the year. Like I got another game. Um, so I played my first professional season. I, I only played two games. You know what I mean? Um. And the time in between those games, like when I when I wasn't getting minutes and I wasn't getting selected for the squad, uh, I thought more doubt than anything. Like, yeah, like I, it obviously motivated me um, to get better. Yeah. Um, you, you know what I mean? Like, you, you weren't playing, so it, it, it pissed me off. To be to be frank with you, like it yeah. it, it fired me up. It got me pissed, um, and it really it yeah it did help help my self-belief and, and things like that like look you can you, you're better than this like you deserve to be out there um you got to prove it and, and and all that um but at the same time like if that goes on for too long you, you really do start to doubt yourself you, you start to and, and it's and it's a constant battle in your head you know what i mean like no like you are good enough you are good enough and then sometimes in training you can have a great day in, in training and then the weekend comes around and you're not selected to start. You know what I mean? It's like, well, like, what, what more do I have to do? It was always the questions that, that I would ask myself. It's like, well, I had a great week. I've proven that I can that I can compete, and, and I'm left out again. Like, what what more do I have to do? Yeah. Um, so that that's the thing that that was kind of difficult for me. But in terms of the USL expanding, I think I think it's great. I think you know what I mean. More people are are given that platform to show what they're they're all about and to show what they're capable of doing and i think that's not only important for for the individual player but just for the sport in this country you know what i mean it, it gives young goalies hope i mean i i just saw there was this there's a 16 year old who who got team of the week in the usl last year player yeah, of the week, yeah, I saw that. Uh, this yeah. past week in the usl made, made 11 saves a penalty save some, yeah. some big time saves and it's yeah. like he's 16 years old you know what i mean like right, that, right. that's insane like out. Like if he wouldn't have been given that chance, like chances are he could have, he could have very well gone a couple more years before getting his professional debut. I'm not sure why, how he got lined up to start uh, over the weekend, but but I mean hats off to him. He took his chance and and he rode with it. And and you know what I mean. Like I, that that is a product of of UX, the USL expanding. Like and and I think there's more goalies out there like him that are capable of doing the things he did. Yeah. Um, if they're given the chance, you know. Yeah, I I remember reading an article from did Did you say uh, Louis Softner earlier? Is he a St. Louis guy? Yeah, he went to IU. Okay, yeah, I remember whenever he retired, he had a I guess someone interviewed him or something. But his complaint at the time was something along those lines, like, "Hey, I'm not getting enough chances." And at the time when I first read it, I remember thinking like, "Oh, he's just complaining, just to complain." 
but uh, I guess in some sense I owe a mental apology. But I uh, that, that does definitely seem to be the case. I mean, you know, a 16 year old, I think it was Colorado, um, the, the, what was her name? The spring, switch, switch back. Switch back. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, you know, they had a kid out there and there's a number, you know, I was trying to count them up. I think we've had 60 different goalkeepers start in USL in just the first month, which is ridiculous. Um, when you think about, I don't know, just the numbers on that. Um, so, so Tim, you, you've have kind of a, I mean, I don't want to make you sound ancient. You know, you're not that much older than me. But you, you, you know, you've you've gone through all these different stages of MLS um, as far as watching and kind of seeing how this all has played out. Um, when you look at expansion across the country, are there any concerns as far as like, oh, hey, we need to make sure we we don't go this direction or this could be an easy pitfall? Um, yeah, I guess like the one thing I'm I'm thinking of is I, I'm kind of wondering what the quality of training is for goalkeepers across all these, all these teams. Cause so Connor's kind of lucky that he's got Pickens that are working with him. So obviously he knows what he's doing, but it seems like there's a lot of movement from, from one team to another, you know, this coach will be there for one year and then they'll be gone. And it just seems like it's all a little unstable at the moment. Um, but there, are there any concerns as far as when you see expansion going this quick, this fast? Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't, I think if, if American goalies need to be worried about, it's, they, they need to be more worried about how many international goalies are going to start coming over at some point. Yeah. Um, so that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But I think, you know, when, when, when I played, I think there was 12 MLS teams and like 10 to 12 A-League teams, which is now like USL, you know, Division One, I guess, or yeah. League, the Championship League. So, I mean, literally, think about that. There was 24 teams total in America that you had a chance to play on. Yeah. So you times it by three. 72 that was pretty quick thank you um (laughs) you know i mean so to have that to have that availability for all different ages like connor said a 16 year old played last night um a you know 39 year old might play this weekend you know what i mean so it's all over the the age and i think you know i think yeah you you know i it might get watered down a little bit but there's a certain point, a certain age. It's 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 a more of an internal competition than it is anything else, you know. And it's not if I got to rely on somebody else to push me, I probably need to quit. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, you know, and 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 also going forward, it's it's as you get older as well. It's it's more about um, I think it's more about getting reps and training. Um, getting shots in situations, um, and then the, the the goalie training itself should be about maintenance and, and obviously your own personal psyche, yeah. which both are important. Um, but if you don't have good positioning, if you don't have good shot stopping, if you don't have good, you know things that are important in the game itself, then it doesn't matter how how you know good you are in training, um, you know th- th- then you're not going to be playing. Yeah. You know, so um, I, I think although I I can see where a lot of teams may water it down, but that's just like, you know, 10 years ago, someone saying that, you know, there's a lot of goalie coaches in St. Louis now that aren't doing a good job. And I, I never thought that. I, I That just means that those goalie coaches are only going to get better. And that means our goalies are going to get better. And so the more goalie coaches there are, the more goalies we're going to have. The more goalies we have, the bigger your pool is. And if you remember, if you remember Bill, we had, our last podcast about 
was I concerned about American goalkeepers, you know, and, and I wasn't, you know, I, I, I couldn't believe that people were actually concerned uh, in a way um, because I feel like we're only getting better, yeah. you know, um, and, and right now you still have, you have, you know, what, what who's a Gotti Columbus guy? Stefan? Yeah. Stephen. Yeah. Right. I mean, and he's he's out. And there's just going to be more more guys. I yep. mean, Connor Connor's going to get opportunities. Hopefully, he takes advantage of them. And, and you know, Nashville's going to become MLS. Joe Willis is having a great year already. He had a good year last year. I think he had one of the. I think a lot of people don't realize how good of a year he actually has because it's Houston Dynamo. They're not on TV and all yeah. of But um, I think I think we're fine. I think the, the more opportunities I counter said for players to play, uh, the better. Because um, they're still going to be around. Look at the Sporting KC goalie, Tim, with a Tim Milia, yeah. is that his name? Yeah. I don't think he was a starter until, what, two, three years ago? Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah he, he was a, a pool keeper, bounced around. I think right. He, yeah, got let go by Chivas. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and as most know, especially now, is, Goalies have a longer shelf life, if you will, and that also means that they need to be playing in order to get better. Because it is a lot of it is what we're doing is between the ears, yeah. um, and so you don't have that that privilege of playing, um, whether if it's a MLS team or you know USL team, USL two team, or NPSL team. I mean, we have a friend of ours named Mark Pace who's playing down in Miami right now, yeah. and. He just thinks it's a very important to play, and he's 100% right. He got tired of never being the number one and always having to fight for it and prove himself. At some point, he had to go play, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think in short, I think it's, we should have all these. Yeah. And it, should have been, it should have happened 30 years ago, to be honest. Well, you we certainly bring up a good point about it. Well, at least this is how I took it. <laughs> as far as it's better to have average if not slightly below average situations than none at all you know maybe it's not ideal but at the very least you know hypothetically if connor was going to a place where he had the worst keeper coach but he was still playing well he's still playing you know and he's he's getting people he's getting eyes on him and um you know who knows what doors open down the line but um i think it was jeff atanella who you know in his first five years had like four or five starts you know and just just sits for the longest, doesn't do anything. Um, so no, I, I no, I completely agree. That sounds, I, and it's been honestly a lot of fun to watch a lot of these keepers coming up. Who's the St. Louis keeper right now? What's his name? Uh, Finlayson is that his name? Uh, yeah, Jake, Jake yeah. Really enjoyed yeah, watching Jake. him. I when he was coming out of college, I didn't think one thing about him, and uh, I guess that's my mistake. <laughs> but I, you know, it just all these names are popping up, so it's been yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Well, well, here we'll end on this uh, this note here, but I'll give you all a chance here. So imagine you're at a, at a dinner table here, and someone's asked you about the other. So like Connor, you're sitting and you're about, around a bunch of people, and someone's asked you, "Hey, Tim Kelly, give us a good Tim Kelly story." So give us your best Tim Kelly story, then Tim, give us your best Connor Sparrow story, and um, it can be about. I'll kind of I'll stall here a little bit if I give us some time to think about it because I sprung on you. But it can be about anything Connor, from from training. Connor, tread lightly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what I should say right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of stories. If I know? need if I need to go back and bleep something, I can just let me know. 
shoot, I don't know. Um, I, I just say in general, you know, Tim, Tim always just had the, he always put belief in me, you know what I mean? Um, I remember there was this one game that probably, I think Tim might, might tell you that this is the game where he kind of decided that like I, I was ready for the academy. Um, so I was on the second Gallagher team. I think this was like eighth grade or, or freshman year of high school. Yeah, freshman year of high school and this summer state cup. Um, I was on the second team. We, we drew the first team at Gallagher to play in the first round of state cup. And that year it was just the bracket format. So like one and done. Yeah. Um, and I, I had a really good game. I, I had made a couple of big saves, um, like one in particular. And then uh, shortly after that, like I, I sprained my wrist like in the game, like had to continue on because we didn't have another goalie uh, to come in for me. Um, and I remember like I was injured. I was, on, I was down. Tim came on the field. He just like just came up to me. I was looking straight in the face and was like, that was one of the greatest saves I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> yeah like like well done and then like he was like can you can you still go and i was like i mean i was like i mean i got to you know what i mean so take the wrist up like and then continue to play like still made a couple of saves like with a, with a sprained wrist um and I don't, I don't know i don't think i would have been able to do that if had he not come on the field and and, and you know what i mean give me some some positivity something to go off of yeah and uh and i think that's what more goalies need now you know they need they need positivity they need they need coaches to have discourse with them to tell them, look, you're capable, like you can do this, like, and then to take that a step further to, to give goalies a chance. And and I think that's what that's what Tim did for me. He he kind of didn't directly say so much that like, look, you're capable of doing this, but but he put me in situations that challenged me, and and that like looking back on them, it he he only would have put me in those situations had he believed that I could get the job done, yeah. you know, and. uh and I think that went a long way for me and just from, from the youth level to college to, to the pros, like he's always been, been in, in dialogue with me of telling me like what I can and can't do and, and things like that. Mo- mostly what I can do um, and to try to do those things. And, uh, and I think that's been like, it's been huge for my, for my career. Yeah. Pretty safe story. So that's not, yeah. 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 <laughs> Although I forgot that, but I obviously when he started talking about it, I did remember it. Yeah, I think it was at yeah. Jeff City, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, I, and and well, thanks for thanks for saying the word. But uh, I think you know, I, you know the one thing that Connor left off. I, I do think that too many coaches aren't forthcoming either. Um, I think you know whether if it's because. They're afraid if they hold somebody accountable, they're going to lose their one of their best goalies or stuff like that. I just never cared about that. I just told them how I felt, and I think the more transparent uh, a coach can be, will just add more trust. Um, because although I was very positive with 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 Connor and I believed him, I would be the first one to call him out too, yeah. you know, and, and and to hold him accountable. And you know, and I think that's important for someone's growth. And and but. I think Connor nailed it about the belief. You got, every goalie needs to have somebody believe in them. And that probably needs to be somebody outside their parents because their parents are going to blame them. I think any 13, 14, 15 year old just gets sad anyways. Oh, that's my mom and dad saying that. They're always going to say that, you know. And, uh, but, but yeah, to have I'm that. I'm 24 and I still think that. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but to, ha- to have that is, is, you know, a coach to, to build a relationship that the trust is there where you can just, you know, still be yourself. And myself, I'm a very goofy, weird guy off the field. I'm very intense on the field. I was like that as a player. I'm like that as a coach. Um, and I think that's important for players to see uh, because when the moments are down, you know, I can't always be, in short, I can't always be negative. I can't always be positive. There's sure. got to be a fine line. It should be more positive than negative. But at the same time, with something called negative, I say it's just being realistic. So, um, but anyways, uh, with Connor, I don't, I don't have anything necessarily. I, I can't think of, you know, too many, you know, he's a funny guy. Uh, I think that's also why we get along because we do have similar personalities, although I have better music taste. Um, you know, I think so that always, you know, I kind of always, you know, I, I think I always saw, I saw in him what I was like when I was 19 when he was 12. Cause remember he was super intense and super like, I mean, borderline, you know, like I said, just, just very, like just very driven and very, very intense, very intense. And, I think as a 12-year-old, me being an adult, looking at 12 and 13-year-old, I almost admire that because that's not what I, I know that's not what I was when I was 12 and 13. I was the complete opposite. Yeah. Um, but it also validates that kids mature differently. They have different things that make them tick at different ages. Um, and it taught me a lot is you don't give up on, on, on players. Um, just because... He had this intensity, which was a blessing, and also, you know, kind of was a curse as well for him sometimes. Um, and, and it took him time to, to realize that, yes, it's a blessing, but you have to learn how to control it. Um, and, and that's not an overnight process. And so, you know, I, I think with Connor, just, just uh, you know, I just learned, like, you know, that a 12-year-old can have the mentality of a 19 or 20-year-old. Um, and that doesn't come doesn't come across too often, I'll say that. Yeah. Um, we do have a 12-year-old right now that it's eerie that they're very similar. Um, and, and, and you know, so even right now, I'm already looking at him for what he is like when he's 17 or 18 years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but I, I wouldn't say with Connor, he just was always intense. He, you know, I think he always, you know, and I hope, like, him being on the second team for years hopefully pissed him off and pushed him and, that was the whole point. Um, but, but you know, he, he was always very good. Um, and I never felt like, and Connor, you, you, you know, you might have had this, but he never was, he was always a great kid. And he never, he never publicly, if he was thinking that people didn't trust him for whatever reason, his height or whatever, I never heard him say it. Um, and, I, and I, maybe I just have, bad memory, but I, I just don't hear, I never heard him say it. I just heard him always working hard. And if I heard him say anything, it was usually because he got his hand on the ball and he was pissed off that he didn't make the save. Yeah. And that was about the most emotions I ever, uh, you know, saw out of him was usually in moments like that. And, and so, um, you know, but, but when did you hit, get hit by the car when you're nine or 17, 16? No, I was 14 at the time. You're 14? Yeah. And, yeah. You blew your ACL, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Got hit by a car, tore my ACL, like couldn't get out, couldn't have surgery for like a like a whole year, pretty much, because I was too short. My my growth plates were still wide open. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, I had to play with the knee brace for a year. 
somebody was not physically I didn't see him get hit by the car thank God but when you see somebody go through that and they're working harder or as hard as they were before and they're at such a young age I mean that's not to me that's not normal you know I mean uh, yeah, I mean a, a lot of kids do that those are kids you need to be looking for uh, but it's not normal in the sense of if I have 10 kids and 10 kids got hit by a car that's under 14 years old they all live different lives Types of families or whatever. I mean, there's only going to be a certain amount of that ten that's actually going to respond probably the way he did. Yeah. And I think that just sets you up for, uh, you know, obviously this game in life later. You know, I probably would have been milking, getting girls' autographs on my cast <laughs> and trying to get dates. And, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and he just works. So I think that's a credit to, and he's always had that mentality. So, yeah. yeah. Still has it. 